0: The Portland is Home Team talks real estate. Whether you live here or you're on your way, Audra and Andrew Galler work hard to welcome you home. They make the whole real estate process attainable, educational, and fun. After all, it is the biggest transaction of your life. The Portland is Home Team talks real estate. I'm Michelle O'Dell, your host. And now, Audra and Andrew Galler. Michelle, hello. Hello. We are in the end of October. We're going to have a scary story or some kind of real estate nightmare story after we discuss some of the top markets around the country. We've talked about it briefly in some of these episodes, but Audra has some numbers. And then Andrew's going to chime in and talk about how Portland kind of punches above its weight class with amenities and things that Portland offers that may not be in some of these other quote-unquote top markets that Audra is going to talk about. Tell me what you found.
1: I will. And I just want to also say, if you uh, make it to the end of this podcast, we, because it's Halloween,
0: are going to tell a couple spooky stories. Stick around. They're going to make your skin crawl and it (laughs) might have to do with moles, but hey, it's still scary. Scary stuff. Scary as a home buyer. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) So I always, there was a um, New York Times used to run this. This is pre kids when we used to get the New York Times. And they would have a what this dollar amount gets you throughout the country. And I always loved it. I always looked mm-hmm. and thought, oh, this is this, this is the, you know, this price here in Miami and this price in New York and this price, you know, wherever the third city was. And I always loved that. So every once in a while, and I haven't done it in a long time, let's poke around the country and see. And, and it is interesting because we, we're not unfamiliar. We have, um, we relocate folks in and out of Portland, so we do hear where they're coming from and what the market is like in their experience. But we don't have, like Andrew had mentioned, we don't have specific knowledge for your cities, wherever you are. We're just... Doing just a fun, like, hey, let's look. I put in, you know, this dollar this dollar amount and this is what it gets you here. And it's so it's just fun. There's nothing I don't know anything about your the neighborhoods in some of these areas. If you might say, oh my gosh, she's totally off the mark because no one would live there anyway, or whatever you would say. I don't know that. I'm just looking, mm-hmm. just very basic, looking at numbers. And one of the things that I quickly like was really sort of interesting is, like I said, we've helped people move um, throughout the country. And two years ago, I remember looking around. So I have family in Arizona and I was looking around in Tucson and it was affordable, like mm-hmm. in a way that I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we should we move to Tucson? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like really affordable. Well, it seems like those days have come and gone. I still think it's an affordable city. If you are listening from all different areas of the country, you would agree with the fact that housing is on the rise. Prices are going up, even in small communities. You know, full disclaimer I didn't look into like small rural areas and, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota. Like, I didn't look everywhere. I I chose a few cities that I quickly touched on. And Mm -hmm. those cities were Tulsa, Tampa, Cleveland, Los Angeles. Just to get a kind of like a quick look. So we all know Los Angeles. We all know you're not going to get in the into the city or near the beaches for a certain amount. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just what it is. And their prices are outrageous. We all agree on that. But I did look up. I went north up into Thousand Oaks, which is a really nice, you know, I think it's a fairly decent community. Like I said, full disclaimer, never lived there. So I can't mm-hmm. speak from that aspect of it. But I will say Thousand Oaks, you're not getting the bang for your buck that you. I feel that you used to be able to get. I think in California, you probably have to go out further. So a two bedroom, I think it was a two bedroom, one and a half bath home, about a thousand square feet, was down, like right around seven hundred thousand. Wow. Seven hundred thousand. Oh. I know. I was like, oh, oh my. God. So if you have a family, I think you're going to have to go out a little ways. But if you're a single person, you just want to be like somewhat close to all the stuff that Southern Cal offers you, there's an option for you. I did quickly mm-hmm. look at the pictures of the house that I quickly selected. Mm-hmm. It needs work. So it's okay. 700,000. It's super small and it needs work. And wow. oh my gosh. So anyway, I was like, okay, what else do we got? yeah um, <laughs> then it was interesting because Tampa, Tulsa, and Cleveland gave me about the same. It was within the same realm. I think that Cleveland actually was a little bit you got a little bit more bang for your buck.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I picked a home quickly. It was a really beautiful home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was like four bedrooms, probably three baths for around six ninety. Right, so I did okay. the same price point everywhere, and you know, it was uh, it wasn't bad. It was really a really pretty house. Go Does on. it say what part of Cleveland by any chance? Westlake.
0: Oh yeah, that's the Westlake. west side of the city, and it's yeah, it's a really nice homes.
2: Because Michelle, you're a Cleveland gal, right?
0: Yeah, we lived there for five years. We were on the east side of the city, where the right museum on. and the mm-hmm. uh, it's a really cool city. It has its problems, but there's yeah. a lot of beautiful, a lot of arts. Playhouse Square—it's like a little mini Broadway there. And then uh, yeah, lots the, of sports.
1: So four thousand square foot home, four bedrooms, mm-hmm. four baths, six ninety five. Two bedrooms, one and a half baths. Maybe it was a half bath. A mm-hmm. thousand uh, square feet needs a ton of work. Same price, Thousand Oaks. So you know, huh. interesting, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Then I poked around into Tampa because I was like trying to hit all these you know different mm-hmm. parts of the of the country. So Tampa. I found brand new home, beautiful, mm-hmm. six seventy five. Same thing as a little smaller house for mm-hmm. uh, just under a three thousand square foot home, four bedrooms, three baths, six seventy five, Tampa. Okay. So Cleveland is going to beat on size in that house.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? yeah. So well, I think but, you're buying um, the
2: weather. You're buying the weather.
0: You're buying you the are. weather there. Sure, sure, sure. You know, uh, I don't want a hurricane, and it's sweltering hot. I also did Chicago. Oh, okay. How
2: would Chicago stack up?
0: And we all know this. Like, you get out of the city,
1: and you're going to get more bang for your buck. I mm-hmm. lived both. I grew up partly in the city and partly out in the suburbs. So I found this 1890s red brick home that's been upgraded- Really cute. Really, really mm-hmm. cute. But, you know, it's, it's in the city. 670 for a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,300-square-foot home.
2: Which part of town?
1: It's like division. about division and California. So, 670. So, small. You know, three-bedroom mm-hmm. home, though. But, but if you go out into the suburbs, again, you know, you're going to get... You,
0: they're but you're in more. Chicago. But if you're you in Chicago. Be, yeah, you could have a very good job that pays you a lot when you live there.
1: So then, going into Tucson, I found this very traditionally styled, uh, you know, Arizona flat roof, tan box, you know, kind of home, modern mm-hmm. looking, six ninety nine, seven hundred thousand. About 3,000 square foot home, four bedroom, four bath. Tucson on East Bear Paw. Mm, I okay.
2: looked up that listing Andre was referring to, and it comes with a pair of sunglasses.
1: <laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> that is nice. That You're gonna is need nice. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is there a pool on the. Uh...
1: None of these homes
0: had a
2: pool. Come on.
0: Okay. I know.
2: If I, I live in Tucson, I'd have to have a pool.
0: You want a pool? If I, I live know. in Tampa, I have to have a pool.
2: Gotta have a pool. I mean, Sunshine yeah. State.
0: It is
1: interesting. I think a lot of people, when they look at different states, also look at... Some people do. Some people get relocated, and it's for the job and the lifestyle, what they're looking for. Some people, it's tech mm. stuff that they're looking at. There's a couple of these states that don't have income tax, and that's mm-hmm. appealing to a lot of people. You know, it's really interesting because I really assumed that I would type in these numbers and you'd get a lot more. And mm-hmm. I think what it is that when you go out further from these cities and let's say you had 300000 as a budget, I think every city you're going to have an option. Minus LA and New York, which probably get a little dicier. But I think, look, Portland if you go out into the suburbs you know everyone's oh Portland's so expensive the west coast is expensive Portland Mm -hmm. is rising in price but boy if anyone tried to buy a house in Austin Texas in the last year I'm gonna tell you it was
2: well forget it
1: impossible
2: yeah I mean I'll tell you something is I was Looking up some statistics, and Portland median sales price for Portland mm-hmm. is 536000 for the median.
1: $536,000. Okay.
2: Yeah, so that's really, you know, that's a lot of money. And, um, mm-hmm. Audrey, you mentioned Tampa, and Tampa is 5% below the national median. And it is, the median sales price in Tampa is 266000 oh. So it's close to half. But I also think, too, Florida... And Arizona, they've got a lot more sprawl. Like mm-hmm. those cities, just yeah. go on and on. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, I think that if one is looking at median sales prices, you, other, you were mentioning neighborhoods that I bet are all pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting. I'm going to over time touch base on this a little bit because now I'm intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to look two hundred fifty thousand. What does that get you? Like that's mm-hmm. for us. You don't get a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. honestly, on the West coast, you can find nothing, but I know where I have family and Mm -hmm. that $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars, you're still going to get a house in a suburb Mm -hmm. in some cities like outside Indianapolis, for instance, or, um, outside Phoenix, you know, you can still find those prices. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep, I'm going to run around. So I did seven, I did Mm -hmm. 700,000 because Mm -hmm. that seems really average, you know, even though ours is slightly under it, it. Seemed very average for me, and and I also was curious what that would get you in some of these other cities, because mm-hmm. in some of these cities, that's a, way more than
0: most people would spend.
1: Come back maybe next week. I'll try to do two fifty and see oh. what I come up with.
0: That sounds great. Now, as far as Portland and talking about what seven hundred thousand punching above its weight class. Well,
1: you know, and Andrew can get into more on the metrics on the market, but. Mm-hmm. Portland has an urban growth boundary around it, and we don't have sprawl. Mm-hmm. I think that good or bad, it's basically for the farms. I mean, the, that's just what we're doing. We are stopping the sprawl. You know, we need farms. And we do have a lot here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ranches, a lot of farms, a lot of orchards. So 700000 yeah, sure, you could still buy stuff, but you are in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And some and the, for some people that's where you want to be. And other people you want local closer amenities, which Andrew's gonna talk about that Portland is a small city or a large town. Andrew, what's our population in Portland Metro? Yeah. Six fifty? Yeah.
2: Currently it's right around six hundred and fifty, six hundred and
1: eighty thousand. We're a small small city, six hundred and fifty thousand people. That is um
2: one place I go for statistics is bestplaces.net and it says Portland's population is 656,751 people, which is an 11.2% increase since 2020, Mm. Wow! which is significant.
0: Yeah. People are coming over. They want to be here.
2: Well, and it's weird Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, Audrey and I are antidotal level. You know, we know people leaving and same token, we do a lot of relocation, people moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a very Mm -hmm. fluid year in general.
1: It's funny though one of the things i was thinking about where we we do have clients that are leaving the portland area but a lot of them are staying in oregon they're just oh. moving to, you know, different cities within Oregon, which is interesting. A few have left the state, but um, the majority of the ones that I I know have stayed in state. They've threatened to leave and then they don't. <laughs> and then they, oh. maybe, I don't know,
0: maybe they look elsewhere and say, ah. What are some of the reasons? Are they just don't want to be in a city anymore or they want to be around family? What are the some of the reasons people are getting out? I think jobs move people.
1: I think that's the number one reason: family and jobs. People move away from their families, and you know, you start having your own family, and then you want to be near your family. We hear that a lot. Okay. I'm from here. I'm moving back. You know, I want to be by my, my family. Jobs, super okay. high on the list. You know, you, sure. uh, as you're moving up the ladder in your career, that's why we get a lot of folks coming here because um, a lot of the, especially medical, we have one of the largest nonprofit medical communities. After that. As the goes down the list, uh, a lot of people just want more land. You know, just moving out of the city, just getting bigger places um, outside. Still, they want accessible to Portland, but outside a little bit more.
0: Just go ahead and say it. They want to start raising chickens. They I do, and goats. All about and the chickens, goats.
1: fainting goats. We have a friend, colleague who has fainting goats. Cutest things you've ever seen. Why do they faint? They faint. To, I'm not for sure, but I think what I remember was they faint when they get scared, and it's oh. a defense mechanism. So if there's an animal that's going to attack them, they think they're dead now. Yeah. So then name- I
2: learned that same thing in elementary school. That's, I've been <laughs> doing it my whole life. You know, I, I had the nunchucks, but I never used them.
1: Our youngest had that defense mechanism when we were in Disney World a few years back, we were in Harry Potter World. And the dragon, the breath and the roar, you know, out comes out and, and it's this heat. And our youngest, who was probably five at the time, six maybe, like literally hits the ground, falls over flat wow. on his back. And my he... girlfriend and I, who are there, were like, oh my God, oh my God, are you okay? Like, just knocked him over. It was a fainting...
2: No, he folded quicker than Superman on laundry day. I mean, that guy...
0: Oh, he was okay. He didn't hit his it's head fine. or anything. Yet. No, okay. All right, he just scared still. the pants off of him,
1: and he hit the ground, and he...
0: And he probably knew all the books, and he knew it was coming. No, he does not. He did Did not not see that coming. (laughs) Did not see see it coming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was freaked out and demanded that we leave immediately. He was like, "Get me out of here
0: (laughs) right now!"
2: Until now. Now he wants to go back.
0: But as far as fainting goats go and people want to live, you're saying more people are wanting some land.
1: I think so. I mean, that's the feedback we're getting from our clients that do move out. You know, there's some other big... Big Erd, they're not big by any means, but bigger cities that a lot of people like in Oregon. Bend is one. Mm. Bend is incredibly popular. It is getting expensive, but a lot of people really like that uh, high desert. Down there, Mm -hmm. so it snows, it gets cold, but it's super sunny and really hot in the summers, you know, for the most part. Really nice community, really beautiful bend is gorgeous, and a lot of people have ventured that direction. And then the other direction that we're seeing a lot of people venture is Hood River. Mm. which sits in the gorge on the other side of the mountain. People are moving that direction, especially our our clients who are very outdoorsy Mm. that really are doing, you know, they're on the river, they're skiing, they're mountain biking. It's really accessible and it's, you know, an hour and a half tops from Portland. So still staying within driving distance, but that's what we're seeing a lot. And of course, going over the river into Washington, we've had some clients go that direction, but um, for the most part, they stay in Oregon.
2: But in terms of reasons why, I'll say, man, this has been a brutal two years, year and a half, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, to boil down to simplicity, some people just need a change. You know, I think some people who are living in California are like, you know, probably weren't really thinking about it. And then all of a sudden did. We just need to do something different. Mm -hmm. Like that was on the back of my mind. And, you know, I think we're seeing it. Where are all the workers? Right. And I've been Mm -hmm. reading some articles about it and some, you know, turns out A lot of them started their own businesses. You know, they're kicking around the idea for decades and like, bam, I'm just going to do it now. And a lot of people are like, you know what? I was going to do it anyways. And now that I'm unemployed for, you know, maybe forever. Remember last April, May, who knew how long that was going to last? You know, all that. So I think a lot of people are, you know, like uh, Sheryl Crow said, you know, sometimes a change will do you good. I think there's some more empirical things we could figure out. But I think that's a big part of it is folks are just taking advantage of. You know, whatever the lemons, then they're going to start making lemonades or
0: whatever. Lemon meringue pie, actually. You know, or omelettes. Yeah, I I like a good
2: meringue. It's Mm -hmm. it's not everyone. I'm going to make
1: some meringue ghosts for Halloween. Is this a
0: good time to start talking about Halloween and possible scary stories? I know you guys talked a little bit last time about how you have an enormous block party. Shut everything down and let the kids just run around.
1: We do. (laughs) So Portland, and this is probably in every city, will allow you to shut your street down for block parties. Portland instituted this Healthy Blocks, and it's really trying to get you to shut your street down more often. My block is all about, like, let's shut that street down every weekend. So since the beginning or middle of June through the end of September, we shut the street down every Saturday. You, all you have to do is, you know, you put your little signs out there and the street's closed and it's okay. done. And then the kids are out there and it's super fun. Then we also shut the street down for Halloween. And the reason is, is because we really bring all the neighbors into the street for Halloween and we bring the grills out. We put a bonfire out there. We bring hay bales in. Last year we so put a fun. movie. We have a big blow up screen. I think we played Transylvania for the kids because they couldn't do a lot of trick-or-treating. We had games and then they watched a movie and then they just trick-or-treated like right around our little area and we all had, you know, candy out. So this year we're doing the same thing. You know, we love it. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's really community driven. And we get a lot of people who stop by every year and say, we are so excited that you do this. And it's a safe spot for the little kids and they can just run around. And we have a couple other games, you know, Bobbing for apples is probably never gonna happen again. <laughs> but
0: um, it should have never happened in the first place. I'm right? sorry. That's just I disgusting. I remember being a little so,
2: kid, like, why am I putting my face into this tub of water? It's hilarious. So
0: gross.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever played it, but no. it looks oh. like something that everyone did. But
2: the one thing I do like about it is like that one time you can say, Hold my hair back, and you know you're <laughs> not gonna not about- wake up feeling bad tomorrow, you know? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that's not nice. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, you know, the kids love it, and mm-hmm. and it's really fun. Our older son is gonna go with his buddies, and they're gonna do more trick or treating. So they've got all you know a little crew together, and they're all gonna go out, and they're gonna do you know the the bigger kid
0: trick or treating.
1: What are they dressing
0: um, as? What's he dressing as?
1: Mountain bike kid. He's Easy. He's just gonna yeah. yeah, he's gonna pull out all of his, his equipment and then go like that. So he loves making costumes. Our older son loves. Last year I made this big octopus with pool noodle arms, and and he just really he has really great ideas for that. He really loves that, and he's the non artist, which is Mm -hmm. also funny. But he loves it, so he's going to do that. Our younger son's going to go as um, the army guy. And then Andrew and I are potentially going to pull off the John Travolta, Uma <gasps> Thurman, Pulp
0: Fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, you completely can pull that off. Yeah, I have a can, black
1: wig. Yeah, We're you'll look do just the whole like thing. her. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Scary. Mm-hmm. Speaking no. of scary. Yeah. So I'm curious, would anyone buy? Like I'm always wondering if somebody would actually buy a haunted house or something that has had issues or problems or, or a murder. And what would you do with a house like that? Would you buy that house? That would be my question to everybody out there. Would you buy a house that you felt was haunted?
0: If you had told me, that, okay, Michelle, you know, I know you've been looking for a thousand years and you really want a house, uh, but the house that you really like and want to put an offer on, there was a whole family was murdered in the basement. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. not do it at no. all. Okay. No. Okay. Andrew, could you?
2: You know, haunted houses don't bother me, I'll tell you. <laughs> and um, and I've had clients before who actually really like them. I will say that I've also had clients who, if it's within... Anywhere close to a cemetery, they will not buy the house. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people for whom that's a non-starter.
1: I wouldn't buy a house with a sordid past. Mm, I couldn't do it. I always feel like at that point you should just tear the house down
0: and rebuild (laughs) something else. Start over.
1: I think so too. So I was thinking about, you know, Halloween and scary, scary stuff. And so, you know, we go through all these inspections. We, you know, we do this every day. And it's always funny to me, the sewer scope. Every house we help someone buy, we do a sewer scope. You put a camera down that sewer pipe. And to me, that is always really creepy. I'm like, (laughs) we've seen mice in the sewer, rats, whatever in the sewer line. I'm always like nervous. What are you going to find in the sewer line? What do people find? down their toilet. And speaking of which, here's a homeowner tip. Don't put your eggshells down your garbage disposal because they sit in your sewer line. They build up. Something about the protein in the shell coagulates kind of and becomes really, really hard and it makes blockages
2: in your sewer wow. line. So
1: It will actually cost you more money in the future oh, so just don't do there. it.
0: That's the scariest thing right there. There you go. There's money. a yeah. scary story.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, since we're on Halloween and scary topics, I've got a few Buyer tips okay Some scary buyer tips, okay, this is for real now, okay. Uh, everyone get a little closer because I'm going to speak in a low tone to make it more scary. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for instance, when you're looking at houses, one tip is do not open the refrigerator, especially the freezer, man, because I've had some homes that you know it's one thing if it's like normal home and people are obviously living there and they clean the fridge and all that, but I've had that one garage fridge freezer. Yeah, that's right. Where things been left for an abnormally long amount of time and you open that thing up and it is like sucker punch. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, you cannot unsmell it. You know, you're like waking up tomorrow and you're like, man, it's still there. Still, still smell. Not only are you not buying that house, but you know, you're ruined. So that's a big thing. No um, fridge. Don't just don't. I know we all want to see in there. It looks like a fridge. Hmm. You don't need to okay. open it.
1: After doing this for so long, and we also have apartments, mm-hmm. like I know better than to open anything, especially if you haven't opened it and now someone else is standing there. Do not open it. Just do it on your own time, see if there's anything in there. But I have, I never open that because of that. I, you never know what you're going to find. You and you I don't want to be know. caught off guard or. Well, <laughs> and
2: somebody. I'll tell you too, you're going into people's homes and they're living mm-hmm. there. So. You and you want to see the closets, of course mm-hmm. you do, and you're going to open them. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying, you know what? Prepare yourself because there have been <laughs> things in closets where it's like, man, they should have put that away. So that's a real thing. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Can you tell me one thing that it's probably dirty, right? Probably disgusting.
2: Well, I'll tell you this: stuff people do on their private well, time. That, where that, do you uh, put
1: all your stuff that you don't want people to see?
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's somewhere it's else in your
0: closet. <laughs>
2: You're moving anyways. Box it up. Do without (laughs) for a few weeks, you know?
0: (laughs) Um. God, I don't want to know. Well,
2: you know, a lot of people don't like to declutter. There are issues. Uh, Well, you know, there's vector issues. And if anyone doesn't know what vector is, that means rats. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we just had a house not too long ago coming on the market. And there were some scratching sounds that uh, I think everybody ignored. But at some point we couldn't. And, you know, we took that thing out because, you know, people are going to be coming through. We're trying to sell the home. And then I tell you, you expose them to daylight and they start jumping and you don't know where they're going to go. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm worried Mm -hmm. about my hair, of course, because I don't have a lot left and I don't need a rat in there like clawing at me. (laughs) Uh, Because now that I've got such an expansive field of forehead, I have to be careful because, you know, you don't don't need claw marks up there.
0: Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I don't
2: have any hair to (laughs) cover it up. So, you know, scary stuff in old sheds. Okay. Scary stuff in sure. old sheds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then some people, you know, forgot how to clean a few decades ago.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. If your house is for sale, clean your toilets, people.
2: Yeah. Have you
0: had to tell somebody point blank, like, look, this is never going to sell because this is disgusting? Or do you just try to find a nicer way to put it?
2: Oh, we find more tactful ways to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get somebody in. How do you live here? We're
2: kind people. I think that like we talk about eternal truths, which is we're going to help you make your house showcase ready. Well, we're here to help. We're here to help. Mm -hmm. I think it's a scary time of year. And um, all kidding aside, one of the scariest things, and we've said it once, we're saying it again, clean those gutters, clean those gutters, people. It's scary up there. Now, if you've never cleaned a gutter, you know, we were talking earlier about opening a freezer. uh, When you get that debris in your gutter that's been, if you haven't cleaned in a long time, you've got some some, some composting going on up there. Silver linings of this COVID is now we all have masks on hand. Clean that gutter hasn't been done in a long time. You got some organic material decomposing, you know, just feel free to put that on there. It's not going to take it away entirely, but I think it will help. The first scoop is the worst.
1: The other thing I would say, you know, I'm thinking of areas that you know, don't have trees or you don't go through that to cleaning the gutters. But I would say for those areas, you still need to like get your air conditioning serviced. Now that you're going into the months where you're not using it, now it's a perfect time. Don't wait until next year when it's, you know, 100. 100- Thousand degrees out, and you go to turn it on, and it doesn't start. Get that looked at now. Get your air conditioner, you get all that coolant, all the
0: stuff that you need to do on that. Get that done now. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it. it. I
2: think that was a good show. That was good.
0: That was. Next time, we'll talk about the market today. We'll have some September numbers. You said we might have some October numbers by then, and we can talk a little bit more about getting ready for the winter season.
2: Yeah. Next show, we'll have. October 2021 numbers And We'll be talking turkey oh, See, what, yeah. I did, turkey, see yeah. what I did And That's if right. anyone wants You know Let us know And we can Give you The recipe That my mother-in-law has For these little cookies With little turkeys Audrey you know hey. What I'm talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah She dips one of them In chocolate and,
0: mm-hmm. Okay that Sounds great And then we can put it In the show notes I love we feel- you. Yeah.
1: Well I just want to say Happy Halloween To everybody out there
2: Keep it spooky.
0: We'll
1: talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for listening to the Portland is Home Team Talking Real Estate Podcast. For more info about Audra and Andrew, finding your next home, or selling your current home, visit their Realty Works website at realtyworksgroup.com. And check them out on Instagram at PortlandisHome. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. For help with your podcast, find us at Modcast Productions or ModcastProductions.com.